0: Well, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Physical Athletic Podcast. Adrian us here, Armando Aguilar joining me. We're now at the actual facility, Physical Athletics, twenty-two seventy Joe Battle Boulevard. We're here. Force. We're live. We're live in the real studios right now, Armando. That's right. We are at head, headquarters now. I love it, <laughs> and uh, we're joined by former uh, former D two athlete current uh aspiring pro athlete there we go uh jacob benegas
1: there we go yes we go, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> jacob good. hey thanks for joining man it's gonna, you. Fun, it's gonna that. be a fun it's be a fun conversation it's gonna yeah. be a, a good time just talking some
1: football I'm, with you today I'm glad, uh, y'all y'all invited me out nice word out and everything so
0: that's awesome, man. How's, how's everything been in the pandemic? We Last last episode, we talked pandemic. And it was doom and gloom. And, you know, we were talking some, <laughs> so some pretty sad. sad stuff, man. Oh, man. But what's your pandemic very, very experience? Yeah, yeah, you know, man,
1: I, I actually listened to that episode. I was able to <laughs> listen to both of them. I mean, it, was, it was pretty funny. It was interesting uh, nonetheless. You know, the pandemic's been crazy, I think, for a lot of people. Um, it's put a, a stint in a lot of people's plans, um, just as far as whatever they were doing. Uh, nonetheless, I got to play one pro game. Uh, and, then the, and then the pandemic kind of shut us down, sent me home. And, when when and was that? When did you play that? Uh, I think it was March 14th was my first and only pro game. <laughs> uh, a week later, we're getting ready to go to San Diego, uh, play out there. We're, in fact, on the way to go to the airport to fly out. And our owner gives, a, gives our coach a call and says, hey, we're not having it no more." At first it was like, this is going to be the only game, we're playing it with no fans. So it's like, okay, well this is our last game. Mm-hmm. And then they just shut us straight down that same day. They were like, y'all ain't traveling. So uh, they shut us down and it was just postponement from there. So I got to hang out for about a month, you know, not not being able to practice. We weren't able to do nothing. And then after that month, we kind of got the word like, hey, we're, we're done for the season. So they're shutting us down and wow. man, it was crazy. but.
0: Well, uh, you're a defensive lineman. We'll, we'll give yeah. a little background. Uh, that I love defensive linemen. Uh, I, you know, this season especially in the NFL has been so much fun. I mean, to watch just the great defensive linemen we have it in the is. league, and just watching a young guy like Chase Young, and get to watch an experienced defensive lineman like Aaron Donald, and you know, I mean, all these all these guys are just so fun to watch. What's what's playing that position like?
1: You know, man, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, uh, throughout most of my career, I was one of the, I guess you could say, smaller um, defensive linemen. You know, I'm I'm about six-two, two-eighty, um, which is around Aaron Donald. Is that I always with pads joked on or with these without guys pads? without pads, <laughs> <laughs> with, with the pads on, with the cleats on. I like to say I'm about like six-four, you know, oh, three hundred pounds. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no man. So it was. It's always fun. It, nonetheless, just. Um, I always try to mimic my game and watch how Aaron Donald does it. He's one of the smaller so ones. Yeah, he's my guy, man. He's uh, my
0: guy. So really? we're be friends. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> He's, my, he's cool. literally my favorite player in the league. <laughs> hey, same here. Um,
1: yeah, so, so I'm a Buccaneers fan. However, okay. uh, Aaron Donald was someone I always looked up uh, to try to mimic my game. Like, just because he's um, – Comparing himself to the NFL, he's not your typical defensive lineman. Um, you know, he's about six one, six two, around two eighty. We have different frames, um, but nonetheless, uh, I always <laughs> joked with um, Mondo and everyone, like, "Hey, like, y'all gotta get me like that. Y'all gotta get me like that." You know, and so they they did a really good job, and I was I was loving it. My time here, training, getting ready for my my pro career, um, just just developing, um, getting stronger, getting faster, um, things of that nature, but. Armando,
0: with you, uh, with you, with like Aaron Donald over the off season, uh, last off season, not this past one. There was a video of him, and it went viral. And it was of him going with the knives. He was working out with somebody, and somebody had some knives, and he's he's over here like dodging these knives. When are, we when are we going to do that you know, here, man, physical? you know, it's
1: funny because I always told Mondo I wanted him to do some one-on-one work with me, but he didn't want <laughs> He never wanted to line up in front of me. Man. You know, I'll go as far as to take out the
2: the, the punching bag and then do some stuff with that. But I think I think knives are. <laughs> Is there any? We got we got some maces. Some. Uh... <laughs> Steel maces make play a player. <laughs> I don't know about knives though. Have you
0: ever seen any? Have you ever seen like a trainer seriously try to say like, all right, you've got to dodge like physical like knives or like physical weapons or something in order to? Get no, that? I,
2: I I don't think and I don't think I've ever heard of of something like that. I mean, it's it's very. I don't know what the purpose of that was.
1: Entertainment.
2: Maybe. I mean, entertainment. Yes. I mean, you know, in, in the off season, it's it's a it's a great time for for pro athletes to just do something completely different, right? You don't want them to, whether they play football, basketball, baseball, stay away from your sport. You know, do something completely different that breaks the monotony of just constantly lifting the weights. And you know, I I, I remember seeing videos of uh, like Will Hernandez, for example. Uh, Doing some boxing, yeah, no, that's great. You yeah. know, something a little bit more fun. And then once you start getting closer to, all right, you have to report. We have to actually do the off-season training. And then you, then you start going back into the weightlifting and the training, the running, the sprints, the agility work. And then of course, as you start getting closer and closer to the to the preseason, the and the end season, the the uh, training changes. But in the off-season, you know, right after the season, you can do, you know, just do some 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 fun stuff. So, but that one's a little bit a little bit much. <laughs> if, if like you said for entertainment purposes maybe uh, maybe we should do it and see how many views we get on a let's do it. We man. Get some good podcast. Yeah. We should do it live on the podcast. We should. <laughs>
0: Jacob, do have you AMR, do you have right? ever do you play any other sports aside from football like in the off season like um, I was just kind of comparing it to like Aaron maybe cuz mm. you know Aaron played basketball at UTep and Aaron Jones and he had he had actually played you know with wow. Tim Floyd at two years playing that. on the basketball team and i was thinking to myself if aaron didn't have to worry about the Green Bay Packers and not tearing an ACL or worrying about that at a mm-hmm. pickup game. He probably b- would be playing basketball, but do you play anything like the side? From, um, yeah, so so in
1: the offseason, so off I, I, of course you always think have that, oh, I can't get injured in the right. back of my head, you know. Um, but being a defensive lineman, I've always liked to take up boxing uh, occasionally just because it, it works the hand, the hands, hand yeah, speed, um, the power in your punch and everything else like that, and that, that mimics defensive line perfectly, you know. Um, occasionally I'll Go out, show show my skills on a basketball court. Show how <laughs> quick I can move, things like that. But uh, yeah, man, that, those are those are the only two sports I really take interest in, um, aside from from football. But nonetheless, I'm I'm a I'm a iron junkie, I guess you could say. I, I really like coming into the weight room, okay, and working, man. So your, I never your, had a problem with that. Your home away from home. Yeah, it's so home, home away from home. Man. There
0: you go. When okay. when players go into another sport over the off season, Armando. What, is, what are like some things they need to know about a sport that they don't, they don't usually – because it's hard, right? I mean, I think the easy way to equate it is if you are not playing a sport like basketball and you're a football player and you're used to the intensity and the burst and the speed of football, you step onto a basketball court and you have that same level of intensity. That's why you see those stories in the off season that, oh, X player tours ACL playing a pickup basketball game, and the whole fan base, the whole, whole
2: organization's
0: like, what are you doing?
2: Right. Um, when it comes to, I mean, just going from one sport to the, I mean, of course I see it a lot when uh, the middle school level, high school, you know, uh, football finishes and then uh, they'll go right into basketball or they'll go into uh, uh, what's another, uh, soccer. Sometimes I, I have one, one, uh, one soccer player who plays football and then he also plays, uh, plays soccer. So I, I do see that transition a lot of times. And and I do encourage that, especially with the younger athletes when they when they're in middle school and, and early on, to try to create. You you become a, a, a better, a well-rounded uh, a player, especially when it comes to basketball. You know, doing all that all that change of direction uh, can transfer much better to a sport like football or even soccer. Even though the the, the skill set is not is not the same, uh, it, it's it's good for them. But once you start going into like a you know, collegiate, uh, I wouldn't go too much into into that. Only about because. track.
0: Of, what about track?
2: Uh, track, I, I would be okay with. Uh, I know there's there's some. There are several, I, I would say, football coaches who do encourage their athletes to go from from once they stop playing <clears throat> playing football to go into track to develop their speed or continue being in, in shape, and then once track season ends, then they. They're still in shape and in, in decent shape, and so when they start their their summer workouts, they maintain some of that some of that condition, some of that speed, and then they just they can just transition into the, the, the football aspect of it, uh, changing directions and then lifting more weight. And but they're already in, in decent enough shape, and then once the season rolls around, they're they're ready to go. So I I think it just you have to weigh the pros and the and the cons of of each sport, and is it gonna help? And you have to keep in mind. Which one is your primary sport, right? If you are, are you trying to specialize in both, or are you trying to? Is is one sport your your primary sport, and then the rest you're just kind of doing it for fun? Your friends are in it, and you kind of see the benefit. You just want to stay active, uh, especially if if you don't play anything outside from high school um, high school sports. You know, if you're not in a, in a city league or or in a club, which is somewhat rare, but it does happen. So you have to find a way to to stay stay active. Uh, but that that's usually what I see the the most with with middle school and, and high school athletes. You know they tra- they just transition from from one sport to the other. But with collegiate, I don't see it all that much, to be to be quite honest. Once you're there, I mean you're you're honing your craft, and you know you the seasons of course are even longer. So once you're done with your season, you want to rest. You don't want to go into into another sport that's in season because as soon as you finish, boom, you jump into an in season. You finish, boom, you jump. So you want. You want to? Look, I think it takes a much larger toll on uh, on collegiate athletes once they're done with their season, whatever sport they play. I mean, they're just beat up. So uh, I don't see it as much. I think with, when it comes to, to collegiate, but with Aaron, yeah, that, that's a perfect example going from basketball to to uh, to football. But unfortunately, he's he's kind of short for <laughs> for playing. Uh, I mean, guys, he's a beast. You know? He jumps. He sprints. you want to play him in basketball? I don't want to play him in basketball. No, 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 <laughs> no way. He would, no way. Just, he would embarrass me. But uh, <laughs> uh, to play at the level he's playing at right now, comparing it to, like, the NBA, I really think I... I don't know if he would have made it to the NBA. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. What if? No, but, no, uh, no. Uh, he was, he was <laughs> a
0: great college player. I mean, like, a
2: great college... He was great for what I mean, he look was. A, just look look at Allen Iverson. You know, he can
0: it <laughs> he was, he was great for a walk i mean that's what they needed they had all these scandals and they were like hey aaron can you play basketball we saw you at burgess playing some hoops like right. can you play some basketball oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so but uh with you jacob you you start you actually are from las cruces and you actually went to las cruces high school too i mean I what was it like growing up in cruces
1: um man from the start with sports um Sports culture, I've always felt within the Southwest region is, is behind on a lot of things, you know, um, especially the science behind it, um, the performance behind it. Um, and and so you you fall in love with your sport, but you don't really realize unless you go on your traveling teams, you don't really realize what true competition is out there, you know. Um, luckily for me, I grew up. I was a four-sport athlete uh, in the very beginning, but ba- basketball, baseball, soccer, and football. Wow. Then I then I dropped soccer uh, that, as I continued to grow up, <clears throat> um, and then I dropped baseball. And so going into high school, I was a basketball and football athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think doing that just from the very beginning, um, I, helped, I I played basketball all the way up until my junior until I was set, like, you know what? I want to go to college for football. Mm-hmm. And that gave me helped get me a leg up for sure. Um, just even though being a, a, a heavier lineman at the time in high school, I was a, a bit heavier. I wasn't as, as lean and as fast as I am now, or even going into college, but, but that helped me nonetheless, just with coordination, with, with um, I'm a lefty, but, but I like to say I'm a little bit amb- ambidextrous. You know, oh, nice. I can, I can uh, work That's both good. ways. And so I think uh, playing basketball helped me with that a lot. Helped me with my foot speed, my footwork, uh, things of that nature. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, but my my first time, I really um once I left Las Cruces, I went to Pima. So I started out at Pima Community College. It was okay. a JUCO um in Arizona. So going into my senior year, um I was I had my first offer from San Diego State. Um, ended up blowing my knee, my very first game against uh, Chapin. What was, it was, uh, what
2: was. the injuries.
1: Uh, I t- tore my meniscus, oh, my right. lateral and medial meniscus. Yeah. Okay and so not fun
2: injury
1: not fun man so so uh going into that i i was out for seven weeks seven games eight weeks um and so by the time i got back it was already district um or or closer halfway towards the end of district you know uh luckily we we were a pretty solid team for new mexico Mm -hmm. um we had we had probably one of the most dominating teams in the state of new mexico even in in the history of it just we we had a really good class and so we We cruised our way all the way to the state playoffs, and so I was able to catch up on some back-end games and whatnot. Um, A lot of colleges that were uh, looking at me at the time, recruiting at me at the time, I mean, it's a liability when you pick up someone who already has a knee injury, especially being a lineman. So I I went the JUCO route. Um, Going into JUCO, um, I had a coach, Coach Jim Monaco. Um, He was a great coach, man. I think he's the one who really Uh, stepped up my mental game got me got me strong got me conditioned and and really that's the time when it's like okay well you're playing a lot of a lot of kids who are bounce backs whether it's grades whether it was injuries and now you have to go through that route Mm -hmm. so you're playing some pretty good talent and uh at the junior college level, especially in Arizona, you play Arizona Western, Snow College, teams that are consistently ranked. And we were when when I was there, we were able to beat Arizona Western ones. We were able to beat Snow, shut them down. Uh, we beat them ten to seven. I got to play one on one against Garrett Bowles. Um, got some film throwing him on the ground, you know. But uh, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. And at that t- at that point of time, it's like, okay, well, I can compete. I know I can compete, and I can play at the next level, you know. Um, so. What what are uh, since you played in Las Cruces? What are, what
2: are some high schools you played against? Because uh, I'm assuming you played at, at some point against some high schools here in from. from oh El Paso, yeah, we, you, we
1: we played a bunch of high schools in El Paso. Um, the main schools we played was uh, Dorado, Chapin, okay. um, Montwood, and I think one time we played Franklin. Okay. Um, so at the time when I was when I was at Cruces High, those were some of the pretty okay. good teams. What what was like there. the the level of
2: of Comp, uh, not competition but competitiveness compared to like what you guys were, were used to playing there in the last Christmas so did, did you guys ever feel like you were uh, you were way better you're about the same same caliber I mean, and of course be years honest. yeah be be honest. Honest. and I mean so, years, years change you know yeah one year you might be really different. good next year you might not be we so talking about so
1: in my experience um we beat every El Paso team we played wow. um I think I think <laughs> yeah. part of it is like with that you had that chip on your shoulder that you always heard. Oh, well, El Paso teams are better okay. El Paso teams are bigger El Paso mm-hmm. teams are this and that and so it's like every time we went into a game in El Paso We try to dominate them at sure. every single okay. uh, phase of the football game um, So we were able to beat every El Paso team we played against um, but you can definitely see I mean there there is a, a Difference between the talent you have here the talent you have down there um, I think even year after year, looking looking at it now, it's just maybe it's the fact that you have way more kids in El Paso, right. and so you just have way bigger talent pool, you know. But um, nonetheless, when I was there, I'd, I'd say Las Cruces had, had well, how, how many? How <laughs> many? I mean, I, 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 how many high schools do you guys? Uh, so shoot, at the time we only had three high schools. Because okay. when I was in Cruces, uh, when I was at Cruces High, Centennial wasn't even around, mm-hmm. and then Centennial High School opened up, that created the fourth high school, and so now they took a little bit of, of um, zoning from Las Cruces High and Mayfield, okay. so they pulled some kids away from there, and so uh, that's a yeah. pretty large pull of you know just. All concentrating yeah. to those. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I, I know. You're, well, I'm laughing because what you're telling me is what Forrest McKee <laughs> told me on UTEP, what Kavika Johnson told me at UTEP. They all say the same thing, and I, you know, I watched those games. I watched Kavika just annihilate yeah. Franklin one year uh, with mm-hmm. Las Cruces Mayfield. I've yep. seen what Forrest McKee has done with his great teams as well back in Cruces. I mean, Cruces got, has some yeah, good teams. Some there's good no, teams. there's no, there shouldn't be a misconception that El Paso's here like a, all the way up exactly. top and then Cruces is down mm-hmm. here. No, I would
1: say it's a lot closer than people think. I really it is. would, I really it is. would. And so um, when I was, it was, it's funny because when I was at the junior college level, I had a lot of friends from from Phoenix, like, oh man, if you came out, I played high school ball here, you'd easily be Pac-12, you'd easily be wow. this, this and that. You know, cause, cause I was a 300 pound lineman senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, it, it's, it's that, I think it's, the recruiting maybe just because the sports culture itself is behind Mm -hmm. that recruiting like for some reason especially in new mexico yeah the areas like new mexico or even the 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 southern part of new mexico you you could be a great kid but it's like uh, look at like for example me uh matt young uh kavika johnson um forrest mckee uh, um cameron miller just to name a few off the top of my head um we, we were some great high school athletes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to blow myself up any any bit more than anybody else, but we were all, all um, state champion winners, all state year after year. I was both ways all state year after year, junior junior year, senior year, played varsity my sophomore year. So, I mean, and, and all the other guys, they, they had great, great high school careers too. And it's like, you you barely get interest by a couple schools, a handful of schools, um, out of state, if that, and, and it's hard to get that scholarship, nonetheless, but it's like, oh, well, we like you, but come be a preferred walk-on, yeah. you know? And, and even, it, I think it might have to, I don't know, I always thought it had to do with, I mean, your own local schools don't even want to pick from here. So it's like, well, well, why? You know, they're always interested in all these Texas teams, California teams, uh, or Texas kids, California kids, and um, I don't know, man, in my college experience, I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot of kids from those places that can't play football mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's just the area like oh texas football you know well i mean just because it's texas football doesn't mean all your recruits <laughs> from texas are necessary yeah, yeah. yeah. They run, you know?
0: and so. and um with gosh you you give all those examples i mean we're seeing one right now gavin hardison at utep was so under recruited i mean he was under recruited to the point where new mexico military institute had him on his on their team coming out of hobbs High school in New Mexico very small school in all the state of New Mexico but he throws 5,000 passing yards at the high school level no one even looks at him and then UTEP gets him here he's he's top 25 in the country for passing yards I mean this guy is a gunslinger and it came out of nowhere
1: exactly Um, that actually brings up so when I was uh, playing at Western Colorado we had a quarterback I don't know if you've ever heard of Easton Brewer uh, of course. He, he, uh, yeah. yeah, man. One, one oh. of the greatest quarterbacks in the state of New Mexico. Zero yeah. offers. I mean, wow. sets records on, on records for touchdown, uh, touchdown thrown, uh, passing yards. He has an you arm. Know, that guy has I, I have an arm, man. And, and even <laughs> at Western Colorado, he he was a gunslinger. And it's like, well, well, why why do kids like us? Or looking back, why why did kids like us in high school? Like, you don't get any any look. And it's like, well. Is even though even though, numbers, the, the, even though the numbers even though the stats numbers are there. Exactly. Just, yeah, I mean, exactly. numbers don't lie. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of us, even even when you go to out of state camps, I mean, you you do great at these camps. You do well at these camps. You you do what you got to do. You take care of business when you're one on ones. Do whatever you need to do at any type of position, and it's still mm-hmm. like. Oh, like you play football in Mexico. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I am. What's
2: the problem? Yeah. When they say, "Which school do you, uh, <laughs> which school do you play for?" Just, just write NA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solo. Oh man. Do you... Uh, Wherever you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Just... <laughs> Poor Jacob. Oh, How gosh. hard is the the JUCO level mentally?
1: Man, it's tough. Uh, JUCO read is different. Um, I, I I've always. I had a, a roommate by the name of Jordan Barton um, up at Western Colorado. He was at Nassau, uh, JUCO up in New York, and um, man, it's it's it creates a different mentality. You know, it really puts a chip on your shoulder for the rest of your collegiate career, um, and, and nonetheless, it, it it gives you that underdog mentality. Um, for the rest of your career. I think just because you go to the JUCO level with something to prove. You don't go over there and, and I mean, you see a lot of spoiled kids. And and I say that, like, you, you come straight out of high school, full ride offer out of Division One. I. I mean, I played at New Mexico State. I started at New Mexico State. Um, and the reason I transferred was, I mean, you know, business is business. I, I, was, I was told I was going to get a scholarship. Year after year go by, didn't get a scholarship, even though I'm, I'm starting. Like what more Come do you on. need out of me as a sophomore? you know, yeah, and, and that's a different topic with right, with right. the way some coachings around here. But, um, yeah, man, and so it, it puts a chip on your shoulder. And so when I transferred, when I was went from Pima, came to New Mexico, say there's a lot of kids who, I mean, could be great or have great potential but maybe it's the fact that oh well i just got a full ride scholarship coming straight out of high school you're a young teenager 17 18 19 years old and so it, it kind of makes you cruise and gets you a little bit of, a little bit comfortable and so you go into to all your workouts like oh well very comfortable like if you already proved something maybe you prove something to yourself which is cool but now that you're in college you got to take it to another level and a lot of people don't realize realize that that even though you're cream of the crop in high school once you get to college it's a level playing field and now you got to restart mm-hmm. and um i think that that helped going juco really helped put that chip on my shoulder like i always had something to prove you mm-hmm. know pushing forward so
2: i think when I, I want to get your opinion on this when you uh you know you, you I, I love the the underdog mentality and when you finally got you know you you got to your college you got out of your juco and you know you have to work for that scholarship what did it feel like to you know all those years you put in and finally get that scholarship i remember when i was working at utep and i would see these guys coming in do the walk on tryouts and then after a year two years some guys that have been there already for two three years and then finally coach kugler which that's that's uh I, i was working there during a the time when Coach Kugler was in there, and when Coach Googler would finally announce, you know, you guys put in the work in the classroom, this is your GPA, you put in the work at practice, you know, what's just to, to see those athletes finally get that scholarship, you know, work for it. It was it was quite a beautiful thing. But I mean, what what was what did it feel like for you to finally
1: get that? You know, that's 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 a good question because I think my route was a little bit. Up. A lot different, mm-hmm. you know um, like so I played three, th- at three different colleges. Um, I went to junior college, came to NMSU, won the starting spot, and I was constantly just put put through the loop, told something different every time. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the time, New Mexico State was on suspension, so they didn't have as many scholarships, oh, um, right. academic okay. suspension, and so uh, they didn't have yeah. as many scholarships. but nonetheless, I, s- semester after semester, you're just told something different every time and it's kind of draining, like, damn, you know, like, when When, is this gonna happen? What am I doing wrong? Exactly, and so, um, my defensive line coach, um, Coach Lachlan, Kerry Lachlan, um, he was at NMSU and he constantly told me, like, hey, like, if it were up to me, you'd have one right now, but (laughs) it's not, you know? And he's the one who told me, like, when you play college football, you gotta play it for the love of the game because it, a lot of the fun is taken away and it turns into a business and uh, if you go in there thinking you're going to have such a blast then it's hard for you to last Mm -hmm. and so um mine was a little bit different so i stopped playing there i I took i I had to take a semester off um just because i wasn't playing there no more Mm -hmm. i wasn't put on scholarship so i was like okay well what's my next move i need to find someone who's going to help pay for my schooling Mm -hmm. um and so that after that semester went by Coach, my coach, my old coach, Kerry Lachlan, he ended up uh, getting a job in the CFL, mm-hmm. and from there he was like, "Hey, um, what, what's your plan?" Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of told him, "Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm done." You know? And he was like, "Well, I know, I know a guy, uh, Coach Baines, up at Western Colorado. Let me make a couple calls." And the next thing around, I get a, couple, uh, a call a couple days later from a uh, Coach Baines up at Western Colorado, and he's like, "Hey, like, we want to offer you a scholarship." And nice. I told him like. Because D twos don't do full scholarships, you know. But I told him like uh, I, I'm not going to be able to pay for nothing, and and so I kind of had my mentality was like, well, I already started at the Division one level. I need the best offer you can give me, and so it turned out where he can he gave me a full ride scholarship, and so it was it was awesome, and so I was able to I was able to do a lot of things out there with that. Um, so it felt good getting that scholarship, but it was it was, it was a the, different the route, it finally, it finally yeah, got to... It finally came through, and so for for a while I was like, well, why couldn't that happen here at New Mexico State? I was I was bought into the program, you know? I'm like, well, damn, I'm a hometown kid. Hometown kid. I'm starting here, so I deserve it. And so I I felt very disrespected by yeah. by the 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 way it played out. Right. They um, did it,
0: they would have done it here. I mean, they really would have. Yeah. I I true, I would believe that 100%. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's right.
1: Yeah, man. And so I, when I at my time at NMSU, I, I saw disrespect to a lot of locals. Um, uh, To name a few, Xavier Hall, I don't know if you heard that name. He was a running back before Larry Rose got there. Larry Rose was a great running back, don't get me wrong. But to lose your spot after rushing for over 100 yards game after game against Boston College the year uh, that they went to these big schools, Texas, University of Texas, and then you just lose your spot to a freshman, um, that kind of just doesn't sit right with a lot of people Um, and and Larry, again, Larry turned out to be a great running back, an all-American running back but just the way I think they they go about their business um, it's a business you know, so sometimes you don't know how it goes behind the scenes but it is what it is
0: Armando, when, you, uh, when, you, when you're training and working with players at the junior college level, I, I'm sure you see a sense of urgency from them because they kind of see a roadmap of, hey, I need to find success now because I need to go on and find or earn a scholarship at the next
2: level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just, just touching with what, what uh, Jacob, I think the main thing is to, to stick with it. You know, yeah. for, you want results quick, and, and, and I understand, you know, you want the results to come right away because you're there's that, like you said, that, that sense of pressure. Uh, you know, when, when it comes to training athletes, you know, at that, that level, you, you have to approach it and you have to do what's right and you can't rush things because otherwise yeah. then, then they can get hurt, uh, whether it's in the training or if you're doing too much, then that could lead to an injury uh, when they're actually practicing when they're actually playing so you know it's just trust the process and and i it, it's good I, I do like that sense of urgency uh, i i want that from from every athlete because it gives them that mentality of i have to keep working hard i have to keep going uh i have to they do whatever it takes to 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 get better and and that's not only for junior colleges uh junior college uh, athletes but i have i have uh a couple other ones there's one right now who you know he hasn't been training in a long 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 time and uh he's going to be playing actually he's training right now for uh the mexican football league which i had That's no idea wow. there. yeah and you know he he tore his uh his mcl last year and did his therapy and then did nothing after that and then the pandemic hit did no training so he came in here detrain, you know, he, he, uh, the first week was very rough. We actually had to do a lot of bodyweight stuff because, uh, he just, he was so out of shape. He was cramping left and right on, on a lot of the exercises that we were doing. And they were very basic exercises. And I could see that, that, like you're saying, that sense of urgency and getting disappointed at this where I was and this where I am now, but it's now that we've been training for about two months now, he's starting to see the results yeah. he's starting to see the the improvements in his strength everything's coming back he feels good his knees feeling better uh we have to work on still a few things but he's he's in good condition now he's much better than when, than when he came in so just kind of trust the process and keep that sense of urgency keep working hard uh just just like when the, the way uh,
1: jacob was describing yeah i mean it, it's 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 a good mentality to have you know like it took me six months to finally get a call i was able to work out in front of a few uh nfl teams the browns the chargers to name a few um i got to work out with uh with toronto the argonauts um before i ended up finally landing in a spot um and so it's it's you have that urgency and you want it right then and there but i was i mean driving Four days a week, an hour, 15 minutes every single day to come here to train um, because this is hands down the the best sports performance facility within the region. Um, you you find a lot of trainers who who try to do what they what they can do and not knocking them, but this is I mean it was just a great place. And so once I was here for that first week, I was like, oh, this is a spot, you know. And so after my junior year of college started training here after my senior year going before I I picked up my pro spot I, I came here and we were here for 6 months just day after day and, and you can mm-hmm. see tremendous progress but again it's it's that periodization of of this is where we are we got we can't rush it but it's going to take a while but we're going to get you there you know And so that's that's what really accelerates and, the training
2: and, and I think it it all, it also applies to football players who are interested in doing walk-on tryouts? yeah you know it's 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 you have to approach it the same way whether you know you're playing football at the junior college or if you're if you're an athlete that's in college right now freshman sophomore and you know what i want to i want to take part of the the walk-on tryouts and with the walk-on tryouts you know i I was part of it it doesn't take very long it's maybe i remember correctly maybe half an hour and you get this Large group of kids, and you take them through several drills, and the coaches just walk around, and the football coaches just walk around and assess each kid. Okay, uh, kid that has jersey number fifteen, just take them through drills and see how they do. And very quickly, guys start to drop. You know, they're very out of shape. Nine, drop. Yep, just, just, <laughs> yeah, just uh, okay. He's uh, he's puking <laughs> over there. Uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> within that thirty-minute mark, and, and it's and it's intense stuff. That it, it's somewhat intense, but not. it more intensive what they're used to you know maybe i don't know what what a lot of times what they do but if you're training for that you know you have 30 you have a 30 minute window and to show that you can work hard that you're in decent shape that you move well uh that the coaches perhaps can turn you into uh a certain certain athlete and then because they're they're not looking to see all right is this going to be the my my next uh you know star or, or perhaps depending on, on how that athlete is doing perhaps it is but they just want to see who who's a who's a somewhat athletic athlete and, and who can move who can help us win some games yeah. right whether it's you're a starter second string third string whatever it is if, if you can help us you know we're gonna we're gonna put you in the roster so it, it the mentality the type of training it, it applies also i think for guys going in there walk, uh, wanting to do walk-on tryouts not just for i think junior colleges it's very similar
0: yeah when you're um I, I guess when when you have to do some of these tryouts does it ever hit you jacob where you're like man i've worked out the past four months non-stop oh, yeah. for just this small 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 segment of time oh yeah
1: man so it, it's that it's that just that spot spotlight out outlook you know like they there's that metaphor like you see it all the time with that iceberg like this is the tip and everything that goes underneath right, it right, right. And, and that's what it is and and that's the thing. I think a lot of the times people get confused with, with sports performance, training, strength and conditioning um, for your sport compared to like, oh, well just go to the gym and work out. And a lot of people do all this bodybuilding type of they try to look good, try to get strong, but they don't necessarily, I guess, understand the science or just all the misinformation out there um, that it's hard to find find what is the truth and what isn't. Um, but that's why these guys did a great job. Like. Um, Putting me so I of course I have my my degree in exercise sports science so it was awesome being able to train here and internship here at the same time and everything else but um I mean you get ready for months and months and months and it's like I was driving out to LA and the whole time I'm driving it's like you have two days you have two days to show yourself and that's it and you're going up against all these other free agents or I mean handful it's not nothing crazy but I think there was about four landing that. Are getting looked at, and so it's like your agent's how, telling you how. Like, many
2: athletes were in uh, in, in there? Uh, about the 20,
1: regular. about 20 total, and that's and it. Yeah, 20? that's oh, it. And, it and and so that. it, no, and so it's super focused, and it's like okay, well, you're on their board, mm. they're looking at you. That's why you're here. So you got to show them something. And so a lot of the times it's crazy because like, oh, you did great. You, we like this about you. We like that about you. We'll be in touch and they don't get in touch. What? And so it's hard to be uh, stay, stay motivated. motivated. Um, and again, I think that's just the business and they you have your agent. It? Yeah, man. And so it, it's crazy. Not even but a
0: courtesy call.
1: Not even a courtesy call, man. And so it, it, it gets your hopes up. It does. And it gets your crazy. hopes up. And, and there, I'm, I'm sure like at, in an NFL organization, there's over 10 scouts on one team. You know, there's, there's a head, there's a head director, per, player personnel, everything like that. So it gets super crazy. But just to hear that kind of stuff, and then it's like, oh, well, you don't you don't end up getting that call, and so you're calling your agent like, "Hey man, like, what's going on? Are you calling people? Are are, are we trying to what? What's the next move? What are we trying to do? You know? Oh, just be patient. This, this, and that. Um, and and while well, sometimes sometimes they have you on their list, um, sometimes they already got their guys, their number of guys, and if they like you, they're just waiting for something to happen. They're trying to move around pieces, things like that. But um, it, it's it's crazy just getting ready for that opportunity. Um, but it feels good knowing like you're like I'm driving to Los Angeles, um, getting ready um, to work out for these teams. And it's like, well, I've done everything I had to. Yeah. Like I everything that was in my control, I'm ready for. You know, and so it, it puts a, a good men- mentality on you when you get out there. You lace up them cleats in front of all them scouts. You see them all with them clipboards. They already got all their information about you. They already know your name, know you to the T. You know, and and you're over here introducing yourself, and they're like, "Well, we know who you are." I like, yeah. "Oh shoot," you know. But <laughs> but it it gets you ready for it. I think you can tell there's uh some players who aren't ready for it, and it and it shows. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. I think a lot of the times they look at your personality. Um, I don't know if you know that that test that a lot of NFL organizations, a lot of pro organizations, Yep. yeah, um, I forgot Aptitude the name test. of it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And um, and so a lot of it has to do with what type of character you have, what type of personality you have, things like that. But it
0: gives you real situations in yeah. life and you, you decide what you would yeah, do yeah, in that. Yeah. It's, it's
1: crazy. I, I feel like, you know, with, at that level,
2: you know, the athletes, if, the the pool, you said twenty athletes. Yeah. I mean you're getting athletes that more than likely I mean I correct me if I'm wrong, but more than likely the guys that you were you were competing against were already at the same level you were. Yep. You know, some, it's, some it's, it's probably they can do the same yep. run the same way, just as fast, jump just as high. Exactly. Uh, they were just in good shape. So I feel like all these coaches that are see or these these uh uh Scouts, they're yeah. out there looking, looking at these guys. You know, they probably already know these guys are athletes, but there's that little thing that we're looking for. Yeah. There's that, like you were saying, using that aptitude test yeah. of who's actually going to be a better fit on our on our team. Yeah, exactly, and then So you have,
1: you're, you, you're you're competing against, and you're put through drills majority of the time. You get maybe six one on ones, mm-hmm. run and pass. You know, so so it's really dr- all drill working, mm-hmm. and it's the tiniest details that they look at too the way you finish the way the, the the intensity through all your drills uh the way you drink your water you know things oh like that no. it's crazy it's are crazy but over yeah you... exactly and, do you and, have your hands on your and hips we have the, the coaches <laughs> that were running us through our were, our drills um like dwayne dwayne board he's he has five six super bowl rings um he was working with our d linemen and so it's he, he was always saying like Make sure everything you do, do it confident. If you're going to drink water, run to the water bottle, drink it, like things like that. And it sounds crazy. It sounds <laughs> funny, you know, but, but you look at it and it's like, well, damn, these coaches, these scouts really do look at every minor detail possible. Man, So,
0: so you're judging how I'm drinking coffee right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, not me, This guy's man, drinking me, coffee man. like a weak guy. <laughs> 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 he, he would look, never fuck off the line. Look at the way he curls his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I have a bunch of friends who always tell me when I drink water, I curl it. Oh, like my god! Oh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that's just you. No, 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 no.
0: So what's next for you, Jacob? And, and take us back a little bit. Like, t- tell us a little bit about what, ha- what happened pro and what's next.
1: Okay, man. So, so again, I, I came out of Western Colorado. I was, I was able to get a, a deep tackle uh, spot uh, in the All-American Bowl game. Um, so that was that was an experience in itself I think who that, in that
0: sorry sorry to stop you who played in that game so
1: it was a, a, a lot of D- Division two athletes um, who were hand-picked and chosen and we were it, we took a trip to Mexico City and we played a, a couple of their their all-American mm-hmm. players in their college leagues mm-hmm. um, College leagues, at, wow. I guess, and so it was a it was a real neat experience, man. We were able to play in the in the, oh, I forgot the the name of it, but a big Benito Azteca game. is that, that is is it the Azteca that, in, I, in yeah. Mexico City? Yep, that's what wow. it was. And so it was it was a, a huge event, man, and and so it was just cool to see it. Like oh shoot, like. American football is picked up in that culture too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I got some Aztec blood in me, um, Native American, Mexican, everything. So it was super neat to, to be over there, you know, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like I was in, in touch with my roots, my ancestors, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was super cool. So I got to play that um, and, and had a really good experience, was was able to, I think that's where I was able to get a lot of recognition, like, oh, well, who is this guy? And then that's when I was able to, like people were, okay, well, this is his college career, this is where he's at. He was able to play in this game, he was able to play at this level. Well, well, let's continue to push further further, picked up an agent. The agent situation's a whole different topic we could talk about. It is rough finding a a, a good agent to actually push you, to market you. You know, a lot of people a lot of people <laughs> think think they know what they're doing as agents, but sometimes they just sit there wait for a phone call and it's like well i can do that too you know um in hindsight looking looking back um there's some uh, there's some agents where where they don't market you nearly as much as they should be especially if that's their job and that's what they're getting I bet. They're, that's how they're trying to get paid you and that's know? frustrating
0: because it's your life
1: very frustrating man like like my very first agent oh my man I was with him for a little bit, a little too long, I think. And uh, if I had the current agent, I, I do now, when I had him, it could be a different story, but who knows, you know? But, um, but yeah, so I was able to do that, and then that's when a couple months go by. Um, I got my workout with Toronto. Um, after Toronto, um, I, I did great. at the, I did pretty good at the comments. So I had my hopes. Hi, man. Like, oh, I'm gonna get a call. I'm gonna get a call. The CFL. And of course, the CFL has their spring, you know, so I knew, okay, well, it's coming later. Um, and, and so it's super, it's super different with the CFL so usually starting up in uh, April, um, April, May. And so, so I, I went there. Then a couple months go by, I continue to train, and so it's like something's gonna pop, something's gonna pop, come come, in here every day just working hard, working working out. And then um, that's when one of my agent called me and he's like, hey man, we got you a workout, you're gonna be working out in front of the Browns, in front of the Chargers, um, the Niners were there, uh, I think two other teams, I can't remember who it was. Um, and, and so uh, that was that, the one, well, you gotta go to L.A. Um, there's going to be a handful of guys, all of you guys have the opportunity to play, you know, to the, when you get a chance in front of the scout, it takes just one person to say, yes, let's get him, and that's going to change your life, you know, and so that was, it was a big mental hurdle, just, you know, you're from Las Cruces, New Mexico, guys, oh, where are you from? I'm from the DMV, I'm from California, I'm from this, oh, I'm from New Mexico, everyone looks at you like, New Mexico? <laughs> so, so that's pretty neat in itself, like, um, who's this? Who's this Indian Mexican kid over here try, <laughs> trying to? But uh, yeah, so so it's pretty fun, man. It, it was pretty neat, but so I was able to do that. I was able to work out, and, and that's when I, I thought I came back uh, at the time. Mondo and Manu like, oh, Charger Scout. They 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 said I'm great. They like my power. This is and that. And so uh, again, you get your hopes up, and you don't get no follow up call or nothing. It's like. Oh man, what, what, am, I doing what am I doing wrong? Like I thought, I thought they liked me. They showed interest in me. They pulled me aside after the workout. Like, hey, you're doing great, Jacob. We like the way you did. You worked um, the past two days during the workout. We like your movement and your drills. We like your leverage. You have great power. Um, just because, again, I, I was, I'm smaller, but I'm able to get up under those guys. I'm, I'm pretty damn strong, um, and so I'm able to throw throw some big guys around. And um, I thought I did great over there, you know. And so at the end of the day, it's. Whatever you can control everything outside of your control. You start worrying about that too much. You can go crazy Um, So I come back just constantly working 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 and then um, that's when my agent calls calls me up like hey Well, are you open to go to Cedar Rapids? We can get you a spot on the team Um, So this is gonna be your first pro stint But after this we're gonna get you into the CFL. So it's like, okay, well, well, I've heard a lot of things. So I was like, okay, uh, we'll see how it goes. So I ended up signing my contract, um, excited as head, go to camp. I win my starting spot easily in camp. Really? Uh, yeah, I did pretty good. How'd you like camp.
0: Sierra Rapids? It's different. Yeah,
1: it was I was to say. different. It was very different. <laughs> Way different. It was very different. Yeah, it was super cool, man. But but I, it was all football at the time, you know? It almost happened in a blink of an eye because of this whole whole COVID situation, you know? Sure. So you go through camp, um, uh, able to secure a spot, and, and I was actually playing nose over there, and so it was. I'm I'm a three tech. Okay. Uh, so it's a Ooh. it's a little different, similar yeah. but different. And and I always felt like I didn't really have the style of a nose, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna make it work, you know. Um, make and so, you are mark- versatile. Exactly, versatile. and so and so um, especially because I had the strength, I'm not worried about it. I can sit in there for days and battle them big boys, but but so uh, I was able to play one game and then I blinked. <laughs> I'm back in Las Cruces, you know, with this whole <laughs> pandemic, you know, shoot. But uh, but yeah, man. So, so um, and, and so at the time, um, when I was already in Cedar Rapids, um, my agent already got me a spot. Like, okay, well, you're gonna go to camp for Calgary. we you're gonna go to camp for Calgary. You gotta stay healthy, and then we're gonna get you over there. Um, and so, I mean, looking forward to that, I was, I was excited, man. So working harder than ever, everything just on point. And, and when, when my agent told me that two weeks later is when we got shut down. And after that, it's like, Hey, well, well, CFL hasn't shut down. CFL hasn't shut down. So it's like, okay, well, I came back to Las Cruces, still training, training, working hard, like, okay. And then a month and a half goes by. We were already shut down. Um, News was already announced, oh, so, well, XFL's done and everything else. And then it's like, well, what's going to happen now with the CFL, NFL, MLB wasn't wasn't running. So it's like, are we really going to start? And then that's when it was like, well, CFL's not going to have a season. They re- released their same in no season and everything. And it's like, oh, man. So call called my agent real quick. Hey, do I still have a spot for Cam next year? You know, and so uh, uh, the way that works, yeah. Uh, um, he he's like, well, we're gonna, we just gotta play it by year at this point, you know, and so uh, the NFL was able to start. So all these all these injuries, you see a lot of people who just weren't prepared, you know, mm-hmm. and all these injuries, it's horrible for the guys. Yeah, like I I, I feel for them. You never want to see any any player injured. Um, but with that being said, there's a lot of free agents out there that are like. You look at your phone like, oh, like, am I gonna get a call? You know. Um, well,
0: if you lived in Dallas, you might get a call. Yeah, exactly, you know? man. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're cutting people
1: left and right. Yeah. Exactly, man. <laughs> so I thought about going out to the facility myself, holding <laughs> the sign for Jay, Jay Jones. You know, <laughs> put me in, Coach. Yeah, put me in for real. So, <laughs> you uh, west. Now you need to go a little east. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so my plan, right? So right now, I, I like I said, at a. Uh, at a little smaller than this uh, I, I'm running uh, what a next level performance little business I opened up myself helping high school athletes out there get some type of sports science background some real education real knowledge put into their training on um, things like that so so it was great being able to be here train here and, and learn from th- these great group of guys um, to be able to apply something like that so so that's what I do in the meantime um, it gives me the leisure to, to still train on my own, you know, and so I'm always reaching out, like, I'm gonna figure out a way to go back, I'm gonna figure out a way to go back, you know, cause, cause I'd love to be in here working out again, but nonetheless, I'm back in cruises, just continuing to work out how I normally do, getting stronger, getting faster, I always like to post videos, try to get Mondo to look at them, um, things like that, <laughs> things like that, but um, just, just making sure, for the most part, because of my background and how, how patient I had to be to finally get my first call, I understand the, the progress, and I understand the journey about it. And so, at the end of the day, I'm um, I'm controlling the things I can control, staying in shape, staying ready to go. So uh, when I do get that next opportunity, I mean, hopefully COVID doesn't win round two. You know, so this is yeah. So this is this is round two. COVID can have round one, but I'm I'm getting back up. Uh, we're getting ready to go. So once everything starts up, so the the only thing is the uh, xfl the cool thing is the rock bought it you know right so the cool rock thing can right be, yeah. can be my friend now <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what would you uh, with 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 this pandemic you know it's put a it's put a break into everything and of course it's it's leaving certain uh you know all, all the high school seniors who are look we're looking forward to well juniors juniors and high school seniors who are looking forward to being seen by by college colleges yeah. d1 d2 d3 and getting more footage out there you know, you've been patient from the very beginning of your with your collegiate career, junior college, going into an actual four-year uh, university, then going into all these combines for the NFL and CFL, and XFL. What would you say is your advice to all these athletes who are running out? You know, they feel like the world is ending, yeah. and yeah. of course, you know, it's yeah, they're approaching the their end, they're end the crushing. end of the uh, their high school career. And perhaps they feel like you know this this might be it you know if I don't get this year if I don't get this, this season I might not get looked at I, you know, my chances are playing collegiate football you know, I mean what, what you would you know be man, your, your advice to them so,
1: something something I continue to live by something something that I feel like would be great advice to to those type of seniors to and and I know a couple um, there's there's 360 degrees around to get to the mountaintop you know so you have that one goal in mind there's there's. So many different ways you can get there. Um, control the controllables. That, that's really all you can do. You know, um, if you start worrying about things that are out of out of your control, then you're going to start to lose what is in your control, and then from there it goes downhill. Um, control the controllables. You have a goal. Be flexible in your goal. Be flexible in your plan. Um, there's there's always some type of way. Um, it may not be the most ideal way, but if that's your goal and that's you want it bad enough. Then, then there's gonna You'll be some there. type of way that you can get there, and you will, as long as you control the control goals. Um, hard, hard work's great, you need to continue to work hard, but you also need to be patient while you're working hard, and you also have to stay consistent, because you can be the hardest worker in the room, but if you show up once a week, well, that's not gonna get you too far, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so again, like I, I preach all the time, like it's, it's consistency, it's patience. And, and effort, you know, but but hard work after those will, will get you where you need to be. Just c- continue to control the controllables and and eventually it's going to figure out its way once once this whole pandemic hopefully is, is behind <laughs> us. Yes. You know, I heard uh, I heard uh, Europe might be going back in lockdown on uh, November 2nd. And I just heard that this morning. And so it's like, man, like it, it, the foreseeable future is so up in the air with with a lot of people, with a lot of uh, of. Sports teams, or just everybody in general—it's affected millions and millions of people across the world, and so it's crazy. But all we can do is control what we can control, you know. And that's what we have power—that's what gives us our power. So that's really all we can do, man. But yeah, that's good.
0: It's good stuff. That was a good question, and yeah. Armando, I'm sure for you—it's it's cool catching <laughs> up with Jacob right Absolutely. here. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so hopefully, again, it's uh. XFL 2020, man.
0: That's when we'll bring you back on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, and then uh, you'll be a reoccurring guest with us. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> bring,
2: bring your pads. I want to weigh you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Oh, man. Gosh. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is like two friends catching up. Yeah, right we're here. Just, we, we haven't so seen each other in forever. So this, yeah. this is great. This <laughs> is awesome. Man. Awesome. The, well, this was a lot of fun. Episode 3 in the books, Armando. Well done, uh, that, that didn't feel like, what was that,
2: 45?
0: No, we went an hour.
2: Oh my gosh, are you yeah. nice. I felt like 15 minutes. <laughs> Dude, Dude, well, like Jacob, you appreciate you. I appreciate you. Armando, I appreciate
0: you. And for episode uh, three, uh, we're, we're, it's in the books. It's we'll be back books. for episode four. We're excited. Yes, Sweet. sir. Tune in next week. Yep. All right. Definitely. Yo, well, that'll be. In. That'll wrap us up here for the Physical Authentic Podcast. Uh, like, rate, review us on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, all the different podcast channels, and we'll be right back at it next week. Thanks for listening.